we had to be careful of the uh the uh white russian that was hanging out from last weekend there are you talking about my instagram post yeah 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 did not want to be slayed by that person i don't know she was doing pretty good i was quite impressed did mm-hmm. you see that confidence test that I was giving her? I, I had yeah. like, the bottles out in my hands. Dude, I did not. You brought me out, actually, and you're yeah. all like, yo, watch this. Girlfriend proceeds to shoot bottles out of his hand from like 20 feet away. I'm like, that's trust. Oh, also, it doesn't help that I gave her a really accurate rifle. <laughs> it was good. It's a good thing that she did that. But no, um, that's really good to see that she was getting comfortable with that. Uh, hopefully, she's doing better in the game behind you. Um, and, you know... <laughs> Yeah, um, um, I mean, yeah, we're was, excited was, to have her out. Hopefully, was, she leaves the hat at home because yeah. it looked nice. I don't know how well it would do during maybe snow, maybe snow camo. There yeah, you go. Jill's, was, Jill's already thinking ahead. It was it was nice to be out at the field, honestly, for me, for my sake, anyway. Too. Oh, dude, it was good to it's have you out, man. Mm. Yeah, it's been awesome. I hope nice you to see you guys. Uh, I hope you didn't freak out too much about what the film sets done to your home. Um, I like yeah, it. Yeah, I it really funny. like it. I, yeah. I like it. I don't know what they're going to yeah, do it even further. Yeah. I'm going to keep it. Yes. I was, I, was, I was just thinking, can you imagine what they would have done if he had two cans? Like one on top of the other? He would have had a major trailer park addition there. I'm just saying, future, future, future cards. Yeah, future builds, yo. <laughs> oh my gosh. All right, go. I guess we'll get started here. Um, mm-hmm. Welcome back to another episode of Panther Airsoft Folding Table mm-hmm. Talk. Boy, episode it's been 30. a while. Oh, yeah, 30. We're, we're yeah, here now at our 30, 30s, guys. guys. Oh, my gosh. Feel old yet? I mean, I already am at my 30s, so yeah. I'm, I'm good. <laughs> okay, I'll shut up. <laughs> Unfortunately, we're again doing this remote because of, you know, the situation at hand. But it is Current what it is. World, you know? yeah. We're able to talk to each other and, you know, do this over um, the net, you know. So that's uh, really, really cool. Oh, yes. Um, um so it was nice being out on the field honestly it's mm-hmm. nice being out of the house yeah. um it was nice to see you guys um you know to say happy new year and merry and on all this stuff um i didn't see yeah, a little delayed you... but you know it's good <laughs> I, I don't know if i don't know if you received your present yet because i don't think mac no, gave it no to... i i still did not get the present so like you speak of this present boy and i'm really sorry but i feel empty inside because mac it, where there, is it there is no present where is it mac Mac. Oh hey, how you guys doing? <laughs> Mac here. Uh, um, feeling in a really hot seat. Um, yeah, Tack, it's safe and sound somewhere. Um, gotcha. I, like I hate to lie to you because I like I literally because you're, you're lying to me. Well, I'm not lying to you. I'm telling you. I'm about to tell you the truth. I was just like I cannot <laughs> remember me or for the remember for the life of me where I put it. But they are safe and they are together. So. Okay. Right. okay. All right. Well, let's get on with it. Um, any updates mm-hmm. from our last podcast? That was, that was actually a pretty interesting podcast last week. Um, that was a really nice talk. First, mm-hmm. first I enjoyed talk. going back through it again and stuff like that, you know, and just uh, re listening to some of your guys' points and uh, whatnot. And uh, also, it was really uh, enjoyable to read comments. That, yeah. So uh, let's read through that. So, um, answering from our audience here. Um, Spectre Airsoft had a uh, thing here for you, which was, I think it was you asking about the MWS. Um, what did he say here for you? Uh, let me just roll yeah. down the comments here. 
Do you um, have that pulled up right now? Yes, I have it here. Um, I'll let you guys know how my MBA, uh, MWS mm -hmm. is going to hold up in the next couple next coming months, months years oh man so oh, you're gonna okay. we're gonna have to come back to this next year so far my experience yeah. from it has been simple pop-up mod and slapping a modified tan buck what's a tan bucking i don't even know that it's just uh something that you can buy on the market you can hop oh it's 45. just it's just something yeah, yeah it is it is wait it's he's hopping a, four fives it's just a you know you're like shooting a, four fives out of that thing which is nuts that's what, yeah that's what you're i'm impressed dick. with this is that it's a he's shooting four fives with the gas yeah i'll lost your dick it's, it's expensive it's a pretty long that's already an expensive gun why would you shoot expensive ass ammo too it's a really long because comment here so i don't, I don't know 30 round mag so i don't know i think that's actually you know money conscious let's be honest there <laughs> every shot yeah, counts <laughs> yeah i guess yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm laughing at that. Okay, I'm not going to read the rest of the comments, but I think this was directed to you, Tax, so you could read through it if you want, but that is crazy they could hop four fives. Well, I'm not going to lie. Um, necessary. So it definitely doesn't seem like it's like a flat out you spend that money and then you get like out of the box performance. It seems like you have to do a lot of little tinkering in here and there and whatnot. And then the big downside from reading his comment there um fact that it's a hundred dollars canadian a mag now holy crap holy crap um boy yeah. uh you being a gas guy um can you remind me again what's the ghk mags and GH ghk is gonna run you about with taxes and everything about 80 bucks and all what's we yeah no ghk we, a we one will uh, run you about 40 like 50, to 50 bucks yeah yeah they're like 50 bucks for a single mag with shipping so if you get a whole bunch of them you're saving on the shipping there which brings it down to like what poise saying yeah but like hundred dollars. How much a for mag. a Tokyo? Is that is that all Tokyo Marine mags or is it like? It's a hundred dollars oh, per mag, and I, I think I don't I, think that includes shipping as well. Like, do they only have the MWS system? No, they. they well, have Tokyo Marine mags in general, I think, are expensive. Like, well, maybe gas mags in general are expensive, right? Just because of where they come from. But like, again, like from what <laughs> I find, the MK23 mag, you know, it's I think it's sixty bucks for one magazine, or it's like. 50 I thought it was eighty. All right. What? Well, anyways, the, you know, gas mags are expensive in general. Especially right? MWS. MWS. Yeah. All right, let's so, move on to the next that. one here. Yeah, we have uh, what looks like BAMF um, Director Armistad. Um, oh, Armistad? Yeah, Armistad. I guess he watched our video here. And uh, really glad you, really glad you all touched on this topic. All some of you know we have been advocating for this numbers of years and other aspects of ourselves from our diverse background. So I'm guessing they're coming from the real steel. Uh, I know they're coming from the real steel back, uh, real steel background, and they're mm -hmm. basically complementing airsoft as their training tool. From what yeah. I remember, most well, of our Armistead's clients. Actually, yeah. Armistead's actually got like a pretty big history. He doesn't even touch it on here because he is like, yeah, he's like real steel, or he's. He comes from the military background, I think. Yeah, USMC. Yeah. And then he went to IPSEC and real steel shooting. And then I don't know how he ended up north here with us, but well, we're lucky <laughs> to have him. Uh, yeah. yeah, he's I've, he's like he's been saying, he's I know. been training and advocating I've, and stuff. So. I've talked to them before, and I've told them I'm not really the best guy to reach for. Well, if it's just social media stuff, then I'm the best guy to reach. But in terms of <laughs> reaching out 
to the like Ipsic or you know the competition shooters, I think Julian is probably your best bet into talking. Yeah, it's, it's, well, especially with what's being set up and everything like that, yeah. right? Like, um, I don't know, you know, again, you know, the people who come by and people who haven't, Julian's been working really, really hard. Uh, he has yet to release everything. He's still ironing out the kinks, but uh, it's like what Poi was saying. It's similar to like an Ipsec style yeah. sort of. All, uh, all, 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 all I want to highlight from this is basically. He's saying, I'm glad we have this hobby and that we are all passionate about it and we're trying our best out of it. Um, you guys are doing great work on the topics, bringing up and adding levity to sometimes heated topics. I think he's saying we need more heated topics. Where <laughs> is the chair? This is our heated topic. Sniper scopes don't belong on M4s. Well, I, I've, I, well, I, well, honestly, like, I feel like um, Airsoft <laughs> in general doesn't need scopes, but like, I, um, if you, you know, if you want to talk about a controversial topic, you can go back to quoting what Lucas said about, you know, how convenient it was having <laughs> a real steel optic on his Airsoft gun so that he could identify. I'm, it's, fu it's funny, but it, it also makes sense at the same time. But Wait, he makes a good we point. Need, about... we, need, we need to bring up topics. Guys, yeah. comments below. Oh what heated topics do we need? Trust me, we're not going to uh, cover some of them, but what heated topics do we need? Comments drum below. Drum makes trash. Well, well, there, there's topics that we might In not real steel or airsoft? Both. Wait, we what? All right. You know what? what? Oh, we'll leave oh it at that. We'll, we'll we'll let them okay. decide. All right. Boy's <laughs> about to fight. Um, okay, so, um, next topic, or not topic, next uh, news here. What is happening at the field, Mac? You um, are, okay. You're a director of changes, I guess. <laughs> you can call me the field of operations. Got it. Um, <laughs> No. Okay. So basically, yeah, like um, a lot of people have uh, like we all know that they've all had the same feelings and stuff like that. So definitely taking it upon ourselves to try and kind of implement some changes. Um, I don't really want to go too in depth into it just because we're like not done. But those of you who have seen it. Awesome. Uh, please let me know what you think. Um, people who haven't experienced it, um, come by and check it out. Uh, and let me know what you think. Um, other than that, uh, I know everyone and their mother is an expert on what we should do. So, uh, yeah, feel free to tell me that because I know you will anyway. Um, uh, and other than that, to intrude yeah. you on that, I don't know if you've seen, uh, Siege's, Siege Airsoft had an up field update and they did a mini sort of, uh, like not documentary, but mini like uh, walkthrough. Mm -hmm. The changes they made, and as well as you know the the bottlenecks and mm -hmm. and as well as issues that they had at the field, and then they had the guy who made all the changes and talk about it as he walked through. You think I can videotape you doing a walkthrough, and like you could tell us on video what you've done? Because I think that'll be cool to do. Uh, yeah, you know, I'd be I'd be open for that. Yeah, so I think that'll be like a nice and little I think mini we have segment. Enough and we got enough footage from Old City that we could definitely show the changes. Because I know I've like looked back at your videos, Dayton's videos, other airsoft players' videos, and stuff, and you can you can visibly see how much how much yeah. City has. Well, changed, I think so. I think we'll 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 have that in the pipeline uh, back burners. Uh, when mm -hmm. when you're when you're when you think you're done, tell me, and then I'll jump down with my video camera because I'm somehow yeah, I sure. always have a camera on me at all times. Always. Sometimes, all the time. 
Anyways, oh, we'll, we'll do that. 60% um, of the time. Continue on with your field updates. Go. Um, but yeah, so basically, uh, we really want to just be able to, you know, change the variety and versatility of some game modes. And then obviously being mindful of just some of the COVID restrictions, guys, I know some people like I overheard somebody complaining yesterday. And I mean, I don't want to name names or anything like that, but I heard someone like complaining about like playing the same games and everything like that. And yeah, I understand, man. Team deathmatch, pretty simple capture a building pretty simple you know um other than that that's what you got dude that's what else do you want can't play capture the flag because we can't, can't touch let you touch the flag yeah yeah you know what you want to like try and clear a building better but oh hey look no grenades what's up um you know so we're all dealing with it the best we can and uh yeah we'll uh keep uh trudging along one step at a time any other updates from the field um mm, other than that yes um <laughs> it's kind of weird you know um airsoft is a privilege it's not a right um we're really really lucky and fortunate to have the field that we do and everything like that and it really sucks when you have people uh taking advantage of that uh privilege so um you know, I'd really appreciate it if people would pay their admission. Um, like, you know, it's $30 or 28 or if you have a membership, even cheaper. Um, these are all things that help the field out and everything and, you know, pay people's wages. Uh, I would not um, be shocked when you tell me, or I am shocked when people tell me that they cannot afford admission or that they haven't paid admission. And I look at your gear and I look at your guns and I look at your Instagram stories and yeah, I judge you pretty damn hard. That's all I'll have to say about that. Other than that, I uh, appreciate all the people that do pay their admission, follow the rules and help the uh, community. Thanks. Yep. And your admission also comes with um, the COVID tracking that we need. So. Yes. Well, everyone needs to be doing their waivers online and everyone needs to be checking in. This is regardless of who you are. It doesn't matter what exemptions that you think you have or you might have or anything like that. Everyone needs to be following these rules. And, you know, for the most part, everyone is. It sucks because we had a really awkward situation the other weekend uh, where people weren't following these rules. And uh, we decided to, uh, you know, act on it. And, you know, um, other than that, it just it doesn't make anyone other than them look dumb. So, you know, other, you know, I would say sorry, but I'm not. So, you know, moving on from that, let's all learn from this lesson and yeah, let's, uh, let's not hurt the community. Mm -hmm. All right. Um, I think that's it for your updates. We're good. Yeah. I do. I really like it. I, I have nothing more to say about it. So. All right. Perfect. Um, tack. Um, how's that raffle from Schoolboy going? <laughs> Um, well, so, uh, obviously if you guys are watching this, you've probably, uh, you know, have been, uh, watching that there is a winner already. We don't know who the winner is, unfortunately, but, uh, congratulations on who won that awesome rifle. Uh, everybody you know, wanted that rifle. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm not going to lie. I looked at it and I would just get it for a wall hanger. But, uh, on a side note though, um, you know, if you haven't checked out Schoolboy's um, website or his WordPress website there, uh, go check it out. He goes actually really, really in-depth into uh, everything that he did with the gun. He's got a 
great visual representation of what he does with the gearbox open and everything like that, which is, you know, to me, um, an easy way to digest something like this. You know, I know a lot of people are into this era of, you know, um, videos and everything like that, but sometimes you want to be able to just look at something and read it and just look at a picture, you know, that isn't moving and just observe, you know, everything that's there and stuff like that. So I really appreciate some, um, the way he's going about it um, on what he does and stuff like that. Not to knock on the people who do videos and stuff like that. So yeah, you know, um, specifically on the raffle gun, he goes pretty in depth on it and stuff like that. He gives, um, you know, um, pricing uh on a lot of the parts that he uh puts in and everything like that um so if you want to replicate a similar build you know uh you could do the same so uh check that out yeah and hopefully he gets another one in the future and we'll showcase it for sure oh, uh, oh it, it's coming oh, oh, it's 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 gonna happen like yeah. he's he's gonna this is gonna disappear he's gonna sit there he, his hands aren't gonna be busy well, he can't sit, he can't sit <laughs> still yeah, yeah he can't he's sit always still. got busy hands trust yeah, me yeah that's, that's just who he is yeah, he's, he's, he's a fast talker. He's gun. he's got a, he's fast talker. He's got fast hands too. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. All right, um, all right. I guess uh, we'll segue into our topic here today. Um, so our topic today is going to be um, what happens when you know you you phased out of the newbie phase. Your adrenaline's not wearing in anymore in terms of the rush that you get out of it. You know you're now you're a novice player. You're kind of just like oh man, you know another day at the field sort of deal. You know you've would you've you gone through it? one season worth of it. What what would I call it? One. one I don't know. Well, I don't know. What would you guys call it? One like, season. Like like back. What what would you what would you call it? Uh. I would I would call it like the teenage years of airsoft or something like that. Like you know, the like no, you, think you know it all. Cool. <laughs> you think you know it all. You think you know it all, dude. I've I've been through that stage. I've been through that stage. Yeah. Exactly. So so you have a you have a primary and you got a secondary. You got like oh, a holster. You, you got like a chest could, rig. I think that's you're you're basically. You could have a full loadout, dude. Yeah. You you know, money is the issue when it comes to airsoft, but that doesn't change. That doesn't change your attitude, okay? You could have all the money in the world, spend it, spend it all on the wrong stuff, <laughs> or you could have absolutely no money and you spend it on the right stuff. It's all a matter of perception. So, so I would definitely, you know, it, it definitely, or, you know, it comes down to poi. I know you were saying this earlier and stuff like that. It comes down to like the, what is it? It's like the level of commitment to purchases, right? is like really what changes and everything like that especially once you grow more um in depth with your knowledge and or like just kind of like your desires out of out of the sport or the hobby you know like because um like okay so like you know just right off the bat is tack like you and i differ on a few things he's very very into teching on his guns and and working on the guns where i am uh a gear guy or like just kind of like it comes down to like the way it looks you know for me it's not so much about like uh, what it does it's it's about yeah so for me like i am in love with like right now like i'm trying to build my belt um i've got myself like a decent carrier and everything like that and i'm working on you know just like changing around some of the things that i run and the way i play and everything so you know that's just that's just me as a personal thing and then um I don't know. What about you, Tack? For what in particular? Well, 
coming into being like a novice player like i mean how do you gauge that what do you gauge that as well i would call i well i would say you know like if you're a newbie player that would have been like stage one of the whole thing i feel like there's like That's you know three, you know like three stages kind of thing right you know so you know if you when you look at it right so i i'd, I'd call it stage two phase two kind of thing right because um so what do you what do you consider the like, stage two then that's what we're trying to get into yeah right that's now. like you're so, like not but, saying anything yeah, come on well so it's just like Dancing yeah around the fucking point always. <laughs> <laughs> well um it just be more conscious of everything like that and or actually you know what like you you could go one of two ways you could be conscious of what you're doing or you could not be conscious of what you're doing right like there are going to be people out there who will constantly buy 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 things um left right and center uh some of those people out there you know know who they are not knocking on you guys at all you know because everyone has their you know hobby and everyone has their you know thing that they want to do and stuff like that but like um at a certain point you know it does become a burden right or it becomes just useless stuff i'm not saying you know all the stuff that we get it is just takes useless, up space but when it's not being used it's essentially useless so you know uh and yeah and it takes up space and stuff like that so you know that's one thing that could happen in stage two you know of you know being an sc you know a seasoned airsofter as i would say right you know you could be like someone who comes in and like you said be conscious minded of what they make and um they saved up from a combat machine or whatever it is decided you know what hey i'm not gonna put more into this i'm gonna you know either try and um you know, hand it off to a friend, sell it to a friend, find a way to sell it secondhand somehow or whatever it is, you know, we can touch on that later, but, um, you know, or, and then purchase, you know, the next best gun, but, uh, it, and, and coming with the kit and stuff like that. I know we brushed up on this, you know, on episode three, you know, with just, uh, you know, with what, you know, budget minded kits and everything like that, but like, um, uh i don't know maybe you know for some of you people you know on the extreme side you were eyeing out that arcteryx leaf jacket you know and you wanted to grab that or something like that right i, and I then disagree with that like, statement you should save that when you're like a pro or something or something well, later well, so, that's a goal that's a that's a goal right here you're you're still down here like, you're still down here so so so, so yeah. what i'm saying is like you know so there's gonna be guys in stage two who are gonna do stuff like that right yeah. so i'm not saying that that's like the thing to do right because i know there are guys out there who are doing that right who um have been in airsoft for um a i'll year. be generous oh yeah i'll Two be generous years. i'll get to say i'll be generous you know a year or whatever it is and they're buying some of this really really expensive stuff for the pure sake of just airsoft right and i know we talked about it in other episodes before too about um like trying to find a dual purpose for stuff because yes this is an expensive board not as expensive as it could be i guess um with paintball when it comes to gear wise but it can with gear as well with airsoft because you're walking down another route right so you could cross into real steel even at that point so if, mm -hmm. if, if that's what you're doing and 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 you're buying that gear go ahead but if you're not doing that if you're not crossing into real steel why do you want to buy real steel gear yes i do agree there's there's pros and cons between buying real steel and not buying real steel you know in the long run it saves you a lot of money from from rebuying repro gear or clone gear or anything like that yeah but as so... far as like airsoft goes consider it you know you're still at that low end spectrum of you know i i want to experiment with gear this is what i like you know, mm -hmm. and then try it out. And if you don't like it, hey, you only spent this much rather than, you know, having a real steel one. Now you're stuck with it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Or, and, and the 
other problem too, I guess it comes back to, you know, people who overbuy or whatever it is. And it could also happen to someone who made a conscious minded purchase, right? Where that platform doesn't exist anymore or is discontinued, right? Like, you know, you could be a conscious minded person who saved up, got like a really, really niche gun, right? But then that gun disappeared, right? And I'm not saying that you made a really poor decision. You made a poor decision, but <laughs> bought a sniper rifle. You made a poor decision. No, that's when you when when you're at the newbie stage and you bought a sniper rifle. Then we'll question. Well, you. so so that's exactly it. And I'm not gonna, you know, uh, there's a couple kids that I've been seeing on the weekend and stuff like that who've been buying into, you know, a lot of the sniper hype that's been happening. You know, can't um, even carry their rifle. Well, well, it's not even carry the rifle. They can't even play with them because they're not field legal. They're not coming out as field. legal. People are saying that they're field so, legal. Or so what, what you're saying is be buyer aware of the stuff mm. that you're buying. Yeah. Well, That's well, the best way to put it, right? Well, exactly. Yeah. And unfortunately for these young kids, they're being pushed into stage two of, you know, the airsoft life kind of thing real quick because they just made a purchase and they made a bad purchase. And now they are directly living with the consequences, right? And some of the things that people will do that you get down this road on where it's like cutting springs or changing out the springs. You can change out the springs. That's no problem. They made them really, really easy. But, you know, like I know some kids who are going to get into the whole cutting the springs and stuff like that. And now they cut the spring and it doesn't work. And yeah. then now they're still not playing. And now they get into the whole thing where it's like, oh, well, I want it to shoot exactly this number. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Should have yeah. just like, got an M4. Yeah, well, it's, it's it's like I feel like they're hyper accelerating themselves through that like problem, you know. So it's so like, this yeah, is this I is one of those of... common pitfalls we do see in in airsoft mm -hmm. world is basically like, yeah, you're spending a lot of money on like you already have you know you're buying your second gun and this mm -hmm. is basically you're buying. You're, I'm guessing you're you're pointing at Novrich at this point for for buying that that airsoft gun that's not field legal and uh, you got to <laughs> cut the spring. Is that what you're talking about? I, let's be honest here. Well, there, there's his gun, and there's a couple other guys out there as well, right? Because the problem is, is that um, the, the, like um, where the, where where some of these guns are being made and stuff like that, they have a lot higher um limits. So yeah, yeah. I feel like the tolerances are a lot looser when it I comes to people being like, eh, you know, that's okay. So that's yeah, that's that's ish. what I mentioned is the buyer be aware. Um, yeah, I would say like still buy locally from like Trigger mm -hmm. or any other local stores around here because you know you're. I would say like you're getting some overhyped products sometimes from influencers. You know we were just talking about this, uh, how influencers will overhype products. You know because they get it for free, so they're they're doing a free product review for for some of these guys, yeah. right? And you know Actually, that's yeah. that's that's bad because you're not getting an informed decision you're getting a more biased opinion on a product because they had to review it right well, because they're not going to feel bad if it breaks like yeah. that's the real that's the real issue at least for me when someone gets something for free is that like they're going to treat it in certain ways that you would not treat it if you had paid for it yeah in that sense and so yeah, so um, that's 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 a common pitfall I see is like people will believe you know influencers that you know it, this is something that you should get you should you should you know mm -hmm. like like schoolboy or something like that or um you know specter or all these other guys you know you trust all of these guys to like do an actual review because they paid for it and they're going mm -hmm. through the experiences themselves they're going through regular consumer yeah. Um, exactly. you know products exactly. that 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 is not like given to them or you know hyped up there's 
I, I'm going to be honest here, like in, in Dayton's reviews, you know, when he gets review products, a lot of it is very, very like, like, you know, um, like tougher or, you know, the next level up or the next tier up, you know, it's not the lower mm -hmm. tier. It's like this tier up, you know, everything's full mm -hmm. metal. And if it mm -hmm. does break, he, he sends it back and it tells them, you know, mm -hmm. pay for shipping and everything. And then they, they send another one back all for that exposure points. Right. That's, mm -hmm. that's all they want is the exposure points. And, you know, you got to be aware of, you know, you know, what, like what the product is, you know, base it on people that so, are not by like that are not you know, totally biased well, exactly so basically what you're saying is follow the people that are small once they blow up stop listening to them because <laughs> they're lying i wouldn't say it like that i mean no you know. yeah that's exactly so, it that's so exactly it so i'm gonna listen to schoolboy until he listens it hits a thousand followers and then dude your words mean nothing <laughs> is, that, is, that, is that your follower count <laughs> you hit a thousand i'm, I'm not <laughs> following you anymore oh, you're probably you're, you're probably getting paid here i don't know <laughs> the follower cap eh? e-bike's got their hand in your pocket <laughs> <laughs> give me some of the hand in my pocket i'll yeah. take it e-bike <laughs> let's go where you at uh, <laughs> oh man um but yeah those those are the common pitfalls that, that i hate people seeing do um i think we all hate it as well because of the fact that it's uninformed decision sometimes when they make a purchase. I mean, I'm not gonna like, like make fun of you for making a purchase. You know, if that's what you want to spend your money on, good on you. Yeah. That's your money, not mine. But all I'm saying is like, you know, go out there, make your informed decision, make sure that you know what you're getting, make sure that you know what the product is. Because sometimes it's not just, sometimes it's just, you know, sometimes it's just bad. Just a bad product, yeah. right? well exactly there are like, there are uh, bad products out there this is airsoft this is a hobby sport this is also a sport that you know is also very expensive so people find avenues that are cheaper right it's just like amazon you go for the, you go you go to the cheapest one before you find that right one right yeah because you're yeah. you're looking for something that's you know bang for your buck product but at the same time not crappy so you, you, it's really up to you how you want to research that or you can follow someone that guides you through that right but it's Honestly, like from my experience, going through a lot of you know gear and stuff, you know, for me, I just like I didn't like this. I'm not buying it anymore, right? If I liked it, yeah, I'll buy it, uh, right? So there you go. Mm -hmm. So that's Definitely. that's a common if it, pitfall. If if it lasts at least a good season of hard play, like I will look into you know buying more from that same company or more from that like certain platform kind of. But if I have something that broke within like the first month or the first two months kind of thing, right? Or even, like, the first chunk of the season, you know? Like, uh, I, I that's where I would just be like, mm, you know, unless it's a really good product, good warranty return kind of thing, right? I might not purchase it ever again, right? Mm -hmm. Because um, why, why, why go through that all over again? You know what I mean? Like, like, nothing's worse. And, Mac, you can agree with me on this. When you're going around a corner and you're trying to post up in a shooting stance and all you hear is, Ooh. you gotta, you gotta, gotta pay for that quality. <laughs> <laughs> um, since we're talking about, um, the gearbox now, um, airsoft maintenance is, is a key thing too. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry, I almost forgot about it. Wait, what happened? Is there a backstory to this now? I need to hear this. It was pretty funny because Matt kept playing. He had to finish. He finished the game off. It was so cool. So what happened? Uh, I need. I, I need a backstory to this. What happened? 
You're still on mute. Uh, You're still on mute, Mac. <laughs> uh, I think I killed Makoto. I'm sorry. Okay. What what what's the backstory on this? <laughs> well, I asked for covering fire, and I needed this man to post up and give me covering fire. So he proceeded to post up and give me the strongest firing line possible. But in the process, he squatted down too far and leaned out and ripped the inside thigh of his oh, all the way pants. down to his knee. Right, all the way down to his knee, and this is like we're right in the middle of the game. He's like, "Are you are you gonna walk off?" And he's like, "Nah, I'm gonna finish out this game." B. I'm you like, got, "You gotta finish strong. What? You gotta finish strong, dude." <laughs> <laughs> so was that bad quality pants? It was bad quality pants. I wasn't gonna let my brother be be alone. Okay, I was like, "I got your back, bro." Good on you. Cold. So, so, well, the main oh, backstory. So the main backstory is that he is that like the, it was muddy. Remember, I slipped, and oh, it's like I didn't even mean to peek out that far. But he it forgot was just his like, good. He forgot his good pair of pants, but he had these like cheap pairs that he had in the back, oh. right? And these like were like cheap backup pairs. So he's oh yeah, I'm gonna use the cheap backup pair. <laughs> nah. I just don't, like don't I didn't have the right shoes. This is why there. this is why we say shoes, guys, because I like tried to take a, like a peeking step out, and basically I like didn't do splits, but like my thighs went further than I should have, and my pants just went like that, and like opened up from my crotch all the way to my <laughs> knees on both sides. So I was basically wearing a kilt, but with like calf pants. It Got was chaps. weird. Gotcha. It was. Yes, but the ass was still there. Um, so, like, it was terrible. So, and so what's, what's the moral of the story here? Is um, and Don't invest in cheap backup gear. You know, if no, you're going to invest up. in... It, okay, those were my backup pair of pants. I wasn't even going to... Spo- I wasn't supposed to be playing in those pants. Okay? They were, they were this pants. Is, this is why they you have two sets of BDUs now. <laughs> this is why you are prepared for... Th- things like this because you know what i did right after guys right after i ripped my pants and i finished that game strong i went and put on a new pair of pants good on you that i had in my car that i should have been wearing in the beginning goodness me um okay i mean those are great stories to do moving on oh my god you're you're, i'm I'm guessing i'm guessing you're you're new at that time right or oh yeah, yeah, that was, was, that was like probably like that was probably a year and a half in airsoft, maybe two years. So that was probably the that's that's mark. what makes airsoft memorable, right? Is uh, the moments like that where you know we've been playing always... for like four years now. Yeah, so. there you go. Um, almost five years. Yeah. yeah, since we were talking about um, yeah, I guess we could jump into this uh BDUs and stuff. You could you know yeah. it's something it's one of those things where you could also move into. Um, if you find your niche in the fashion department, basically you can move into buying BDUs, right? Mm-hmm. We had um, what is it like? Uh, which episode was that? Um, episode seven, I believe, is when you're starting to get more into BDUs, right? You could uh, battle dress uniforms. You could start mm-hmm. buying different camouflages and stuff. You could start, you know, moving into like rather than you know like the palettes sort of change throughout the seasons, right? Especially in Panther, it's great because it changes overall. We'll start getting those like winter palettes or something. Well, not all white, but you know something like that's like everything's dead looking, brown, darks, and all that fun jazz because it's darker at the field. And then you move into the summer, then you get more your your orange, your greens, and you know a lot more different yellows and foliage, right? That's you know you start moving to those. Uh, I would say reference episode seven of our show, and we go through an in depth look into what our color palette is at Panther. And... Black tar. 
Yeah, Flectarn. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Flectarn was the way to go for all yeah, seasons people, almost. A lot, of, a lot of people don't seem to rock it. I only hey, I'm starting to people. see it more. Are you guys... I only know two people, Hayden and this other dude. Are you guys and... going to put it at your store? Because I, I'm really interested in buying one it. now. I have Flectarn. I, it's like not even a question. Is it in large size of me? Yes, I, <laughs> I have it for you. I, 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 I save. I save for you. Okay. There you go, I guys. I give you a good price. <laughs> So, so in in essence, that's more pants to rip for Mac. Ouch! Whoa! <laughs> I'm not ripping any pants. No. <laughs> you gotta buy new ones because I'm so skinny. But you have an entire store now, so. Yeah, but then I could just buy the right pair of pants. That's true. <laughs> um. <laughs> uh. Yeah. In terms of BDUs or you know uniforms or you know, dress for, for what you wear. Um, mm -hmm. I would, we're, I guess we're moving back into the topic of the Arteric sleeve. So I wouldn't purchase at this time, like, like real, like military gear stuff in terms of, uh, like BDs and stuff. Like some of it is like, especially for Canadian forces, uniform. I know some people like want to jump into impersonating, you know, it's insane. Yeah. Insane. Okay. Well, it, doing impressions is insane. Insane. Yeah. yeah so that's like, just one of those so, avenues that 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 it's 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 also a common pitfall. If you want to get into that, good on you, sure. But I would not get into that until you talk to someone who's actually you know doing. Do you really know what that is? Yeah. Did you just get a promotion? Did you just get a Christmas bonus? You might be spending it on airsoft. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus, don't even get I, me into that. I guess that that falls into um, the you know the, the next round of you know level ups here because you go from newbie yeah. to novice is because your budget increased all of a sudden. You know you got a better job. You know you 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 you're a sixteen year old kid. You're you six, got yeah. You got a job. You, you know you're you eighteen year old. You got a job. You know you're not. You know your your parents aren't dropping off at airsoft anymore or something like that. Hey, that. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. If, you hey, know, we've if seen kids grow up. Yeah. So a lot of, you know, if you're a kid, you know, grown up, and then, you know, all of a sudden you get all these extra income coming in and you want to spend it on our beloved hobby. Thank you, by the way. <laughs> we'll keep doing this. Um, yeah. That's just one of those things where then you can start, you know, making your own decisions on how to buy things. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, it's I, I've, I've seen a lot of that over the time where, you know, kids – all of a sudden get this influx of money and you're like, oh, okay, well, now they're making informed decisions on what to get and, mm -hmm. you know, inform yourself on what to get. You know, this is why we're trying to do this video because why not? Because we've all been through it before. Common pitfalls of, you know, newbie entering into a novice stage or, you know, amateur stage even. And, you know, you're trying to collect a lot of gear. Like for me, I've collected so much gear over the years that you know it becomes a burden and i have a container to store them all now mm. <laughs> um i guess we could jump into that one too um i guess my advice or recommendation especially me going through so much gear especially early on in airsoft because i just bought so much like i loved it um, not as much as like let's say julian back then or you know like uh, even paul and my team they just keep buying a, a new gun almost every month or something yeah like. but it's the same gun <laughs> okay yeah, yeah I, I, that is that's... true i get it yeah yes, yes, yeah um exactly. my, my biggest advice for anyone who's seriously getting into this is get a either a gear bag or a like uh 
I wouldn't say get a. I want to say a, ca- a pelican case because that 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 gets really expensive. If you get a pelican mm. case like me, like a sixteen fifty, a huge pelican case that you could put on a, like a pallet. Um, mm-hmm. You can get something as small as like uh, you know, a gun bag even. Right. That's yeah. that's essentially you can put everything in there. One gun, one you know whatever, or you could get like yeah. a like a a Rubbermaid bin to pull all your gear in because nothing. Nothing is like worse than throwing all your gear in your bedroom and it's you know messy. I'm 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 I come from a more of a organized, like I like to organize everything in containers. Yeah. What do you have there? My gear stand. Ah, your gear stand. Oh, yeah. I was just gonna yeah. be like, what happened? <laughs> so yeah, for me, I I I have a knack for organizing everything. So when I can't organize it or put it in a container somewhere, then it's like a mess for me. So if you're you're kind of if you're kind of like me, I tend to keep everything organized, put everything on a wall. You know, it's it could be as easy as organizing your closet, even right, having a gear closet with all your gear, or having like um like something to put on your plate carrier so that you can display it. I like the display aspect of it. That's why I have a container full of guns that you know has like little gun sort of uh. Like displays, gun racks, gun and racks. Gear, yeah, and, and then gear trees, and I like gear it. trees, and then I got like Rubbermaid containers for the rest of the team. So something yeah. that I really like to do. Um, so that's something you could sort of, you know, level up. Other than you know grabbing more gear and stuff, you could you could do something like that, and that organizes your life a little bit more. You know, maybe your girlfriend or wife will be like much more happier when all your shit is like in one area in one spot, in yeah one box. especially when you know you got muddy airsoft boots and muddy bdus and muddy guns and all that fun jazz right it's just a lot for me it's like that's 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 a huge level up because of the fact that like you're just organizing your gear a little bit better you're taking care of it a little bit better you know if you're not taking care of your gear and just trashing it around and you know it's it's like you don't really care about the sport, right? Then if you, yeah, if you don't, and and if you're like that, and it just stays in a corner, right, for a long time, right? At least it's organized. Or if it stays in a corner, and then your BDs all over the place, then you just you you're and we don't see you for a while, then you're just not coming back. Um, I guess we could segue into that. Unless you guys want to add sort of something to organize, um. Because I know you guys have different ways of organizing. I have my way of organizing airsoft stuff. Um, what do you guys want to add to that? I mean, I have an entire container worth of organizing. Yeah, I'm just bins, top tier. Bin, bins, gun racks, um, you know, and uh, gear racks. That's what it is, right? You just need and... to make a, a space available for yourself to give yourself <laughs> that, uh, like, availability of customizing stuff to make it organized. You know what I mean? Like get it, get yourself a pegboard or something like that. You know, get some like uh, shelf pegs or something. You know, you could put a shelf on there. You know, you could put your ammo up top or something like that. You know, you could just put your gun right on top, right, draw an outline. You know, make it more organized. Uh, there's all kinds of things you can do. You know, you can imitate. You know, um, real gun. You know, um, storage and stuff like that. You know. Um, there's tons. Of, there's tons of things that you can do and stuff like that. Uh, I myself, I like doing racks because I like things being easily, you know, available, and I I just want to be able to pick it up and stuff like that. Plus, um, I if I could, mannequins, right? But hey, those guys are expensive and stuff whatnot. But like, ideally, coming from a gaming background, I would really like to have you know mannequins showing off your gear, 
whatnot. Yeah, so, but so. that's if they could hold it up. Those I've I've looked at mannequins, yes, but they uh they they tend to uh, be fragile at best. Yeah, yeah, those fiberglass ones and whatnot. Yeah. Yeah, Mac, go ahead. I I heard you trying to jump in there. Oh, I'm trying to remember. It's on the tip of my tongue. I'm sorry. Oh no. I just kept saying it to myself for like seven seconds, and I was like, Ugh. um. Oh, uh, just make sure you guys are getting rid of stuff that you don't need. There like, you, you go. Know, a lot of okay, a lot yeah. of people get stuck on like holding on to something or like you know like and and okay, so you know, poi, you have your first M4 kudos to you you know awesome that you still have that i unfortunately do not have my first m4 i wish i still did but it's just it broke it was kind of like irreversible damage to the point where it's like you might as well just buy a new gun anyway because the amount of money that it would have cost to fix it would have just been pointless right so for me it was just um taking up space and everything like that and then what did i do from there i literally i just gutted it with tack and it has gone and i think it's serviced like four different guns from like some of the parts that came from that right so um you know that was that one thing it was just it was just taking up space for me um you know and then yeah like getting rid of old plate carriers that you're not wearing anymore you know maybe you know keeping it for a buddy is definitely a good idea like i do have a couple of extra uh rigs and stuff like that in bins just like just in case it's like i have friends that want to come out yeah. and they, yeah. they don't own anything but um yeah for the most part like you know if it's stuff that i don't interact with or use anymore it's i'm gonna i'm gonna cut it loose yeah but i don't think for someone who's going in from newbie to novice, I don't think they'll have extra stuff to begin with. It's just they have that one thing. They have that one thing, and they want to start collecting more. I would say you're more advanced at that point when you have, you know, two or three. Like, well, I mean, that uh, to each their own, though, right? Because what happens yeah. if you decided that, you know, you wanted to buy two guns with your kind of startup or whatever, but you didn't buy a play carrier or you bought a play carrier that was really, really nice and you bought a really bad gun and now you're just looking at yourself like, yo, what the hell, right? So, I mean, everyone starts from different points. My only thing that I'm trying to add on to that is is don't be afraid to let go, but also don't let go of everything because, yeah, maybe there's, you know, like that, that's really cool that you still have that first M4 yeah. like you know the fact that like you showed that to us it still works you know like you know you can well, the, slap a... the, the problem is is I, there there are some people that are like me they're like collectors right or like oh no sorry boy here we're gonna call you out the problem is is you can't let anything go i understand okay don't worry that is why you have a c-can and that is why we love you <laughs> like... <laughs> Okay, if uh, someone gets to that point, there's an issue. I'm gonna be honest. I'm just imagining <laughs> your parents right now, like teenage boy, like boy, you cannot keep your stuff here anymore. And it's like, mom, dad, I swear to God, it's not that much. First Guns, of all, like, I was all a, <laughs> I was mid twenties when I started airsoft, so it doesn't. Oh right, doesn't you really were already matter. gone. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> already already gone. <laughs> I'm just imagining your parents coming over to your house and then just being all like, boy, no, this is not okay. And it's all like, what do you mean? This is my house, damn it. <laughs> Oh my! And this is why organization is key, right? That's why I footnoted that right away when you first start. Like when you're moving into a newbie to novice players, like start organizing mm -hmm. your shit because it's gonna get messy when you start adding on all of this, right? Yeah, well, it can. Um, especially exactly. you know when I when I when I keep my old M4 and I, I had other M4s, <laughs> right? Well, let's jump into maintenance, right? Because like yeah. the reason why that is so good is because my uncle or you know 
Uh, my uncle was like a like an old old school airsofters from the 80s and like you know well early 90s even right and he basically like knew how to maintain like airsoft guns and you know um what is one of we we referenced it off of episode eight where we talk about how to maintain your airsoft guns right and then at this point as a newbie you've probably gone through your gun so many times you probably got it in you know the the wet rain um you know the mud the dirt the dust that's everywhere um you know we'll, we'll go to tack here because you're probably better off answering these like what what are some of the main pointers that you should tell people right away when it comes to using your airsoft gun for like a first season the first year what what should they look for um you know if they're not buying another airsoft gun they want to keep this uh well if you're still using the same one and you haven't uh it or um got it uh, take into a shop, you know, to you know, take a look at it and stuff like that. Uh, definitely, I would suggest something like that, especially if you've been avidly playing for like a full season. You know, um, kind of like uh, people with a car who run it with a check engine light on. You know, eventually it's gonna break down on you, and in which case, then you have more problems than you want, and it's gonna cost you a lot more because it's gonna lead to catastrophic issues. You know, instead of let's say like you know replacing a shim. Or just throwing a little bit of grease in there, you know, you gotta get a whole new gearbox. So I've seen it happen. So what about um for people that are aspiring techs, um that are wanting to open that thing up, like they're confident, they watch the videos, they think they're confident. What what resources or what what avenue should they start on? Like we're talking about like techs like you that started, and then you know as a newbie and then all the way all the way starting to tinker with their guns, right? Uh, well, it's like, like, season, like, I don't know, like, I would say, um, if from you your experience, opened, yeah, if you, if you haven't opened up your gun yet, um, I'd suggest either see if you can find another gearbox, you know, from someone else or buy another gun that someone's throwing away off of the secondhand market or something like that to use as your surgery kit, because there's no, like, um, especially with a lot of the older guns, because they don't have the quick change on it so if it's your first time working with that and you haven't dealt with that before um like you know, a classic you're... v2 or something yeah yeah well you're in for a crap crappy surprise you know? well your, i mean your gears only... are gonna go all over the place and if yeah. you've never shimmed before in your life then yeah. you just misplaced all your shims and now you're gonna have to work from scratch and that's gonna be more of a headache than anything especially if it's your first time so yeah um if it is your first time then yeah you want to practice on something else unless you are you know a really meticulous guy where you do a lot of research beforehand so you have a basic general idea of what you're going into already right and you just don't have like the physical experience and stuff like that and you want to get into it you can go ahead but i really suggest having something to practice on before what, what's some go. resources that you when you started referenced on you see so you talk about like um i remember on our um airsoft maintenance uh episode eight um we were talking about forums and stuff like that is there a newer generation stuff i'm guessing youtube videos or something like that to reference off of uh honestly if you ask me right now i'm gonna tell you to look at all the videos from like 10 years ago and stuff like that i still, still has a change <laughs> yeah well that's exactly it it's like um i i like yeah there's new stuff but a lot of the new stuff i watch happens to be regurgitated old stuff so it's like i'd rather hear it sometimes from the source from where it actually came from a lot of the time because people always try to put their own spin on it and stuff like that and sometimes that can lead you 
um, misunderstanding certain things like that. So, um, you know, take it like you would like a news article, right? Watch multiple sources and then come up with your own objective opinion because we're, we are all different people. So we are all understand things differently. We all understand things at a different pace. So, um, to me, I don't think you can truly understand something when you just get it from one side. So that's why I I always suggest to, you know, go back and look at stuff and always look at different things. Unless of course there's only one specific guide. You know, if there you know if there's only that, then that is what it is. <laughs> the yeah. only thing that I would interject on there is like um like I know I'm not a tech or anything, but I have worked on my stuff before, so like, you know, tech screw you. Um you know, uh, my only thing is don't be afraid to make mistakes. I know there's a couple of times I opened up my gearbox and I put it back together and I didn't do it properly or something. And then I did have to ask you like, hey, what did I do wrong? Or like, hey, how can I fix this up and everything like that? So it's like, you know, it's all a learning experience. You can't you can't learn if you don't do it. Um, you know, sometimes it can be a costly experience. So definitely getting like uh, what Tax said about getting like a secondhand gearbox or something like something, something you can sacrifice just because um, not everyone's got a tech on standby like I do where I can go up and be like, hey, Tack, I screwed this up. Can you fix this? Like, you know, um, so yeah, it's it, it's there is a definite definite bit of risk to it but again uh if you're a handsy tactile person and you want to try and do that then yes let's do it if not again it came to the same analogy where me and poi use with our cars not a car guy not even gonna try so i'm gonna take it to a professional yeah and then coming from my background i have no tech background at all so when it comes to dealing with that just like i said with the car background i'm just gonna go straight to a mechanic right away because i'm not gonna fuck around with something expensive because you know if Especially when you've considered, like, when you play as a newbie at that stage, you played for a year with it, you haven't done any maintenance, you know, you got dust and grime. The only, the only thing you can do is just basically clean the barrel, clean the external, and that's it, right? But you're yeah. not going to open that inside. You don't even bother, you know, you've well, charged, you, you, charge, you charge the battery properly. You know, I would say at this point, you know, if you find that it the performance is not as what it used to be before and go to a, a reputable tech, you know, like yourself, tech, if, if I'm, I'm sure you're busy, so go to, I would say go to Trigger or any one of these guys like Schoolboy or like, uh, I don't know if they freely advertise, but like Spectre. No, um, I don't think and, David, David doesn't yeah, take and, on uh, projects anymore. Yeah, I mean, I mean, if you buy, if you buy, if if you buy them like nice dinner and something like that, who knows? But yeah, yeah anyways, however, however you could get the favor, right? you go to these texts or right? you, you ask for advice, you know, they're more than willing to give advice right but when it comes oh, to, of, yeah. like like i said when it comes to asking for service then it's always going to be with the payment right because you're you're taking their time and fixing your issue they're not going to do it for free i'm going to be honest here they're not going to do it for free you know when my uncle does it you know i pay him i don't he he says it, he doesn't mind because he sees an old air software that doesn't play anymore i'll still pay him you know i'll go to you know you could go to trigger ask them to do it that's their job to do it so you know they're they're going to fix it regardless, right? So I would say if you have no issues, just keep running it until it runs broken, right? Yeah. Or if you exactly. want to maintain it, you go to them and they will maintain it for you. That's really up to you. That's how you spend your dollars. It's up to you. Just like a performance car, you know, if you maintain it properly, then it'll do what you want it to do. Mm -hmm. Unless the gear breaks, then you go and fix it. And that's pretty much like, that's 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 two sides of the maintenance part one is you you know you attack you you want to 
know it all. You want to know how it works. You want to know how to fix it. And then there's me and Mac, which is basically like, ah, I ain't touching it. Someone else do it. I'm going to pay you, right? So I'm not going to lie. There's been a gearbox sitting literally on that desk over there for the last three, four days now because I just don't want to touch it right now. <laughs> Did someone pay you for it? That's bad. <laughs> uh, no, 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 no. It's mine. It's mine. I, 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 it's, uh, you know, people's stuff I don't get done. But, look, you know, everyone, yeah. if there's money involved, he'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Either way. But, um, Like, we were talking about uh, community at that point. Um, In terms of, like, community like we were talking about like how airsofters love to talk about airsoft guns and stuff you ask them anything right there's no dumb question right there's there's <laughs> like when you're new there's no dumb questions even if you're at that, that stage there's everybody specializes on a lot of things um you know mm. as far as like when when you're at the field you know x amount of times you know so many times you know i, I would consider like like for you to sort of be a novice player there, you know, you, you start sort of, uh, I don't know. Like for me, it was like different when I started, I was more of like, I led my team, you know, I, I, I came in there with the team already, you know, but if you're there alone by yourself, you know, that's you know good on you. If you'd like to be a lone wolf, that's fine. But if you want to sort of introduce it to your friends and stuff, then that's when you, you know, you, you buy your second gun, you kind of mm -hmm. lend your other gun to your friend and stuff like that. And then you get them into the sport. And, you know, I think from experience from all of us, it was fun to play with, you know, friends or family, you know, and you don't have to invest the gear because they lent you your gear. So, you know, when you're a novice player, you have two guns, right? You lend it to your friends. You know, what does that do? That That's like a gateway drug to... It is. It is. 100% <laughs> it is. Like, look yeah. at what happened to Mac. Yeah. I won't be. I won't, you I won't spent you. all your I, money I, I, on I gear. Literally, I, I literally injected Mac with um, with know, the airsoft, airsoft bug. Yeah. Yeah, with with the airsoft. Uh, how, so any, any so Mac, coming from your experience, like as as a newbie, and Mac at Tac, coming from your experience as you know someone who's already played it, like was it much easier to transition to airsoft or? Um. Like, uh, to me, yeah, it was easier, you know. It I was find... easier with family, right? Like, with someone you yeah. know? Well, yeah. uh, like, because uh, I was going out by myself, and the reason I got him into it was because I was going out by myself. And, like, um, I always got into that whole idea, the squad mentality. Like, I, you know, don't get me wrong. I have fun playing by myself and doing Lone Wolf. We play differently. And I feel like you have a different mentality um, when you go play by yourself. So... Not necessarily saying that you get more out of it, but I feel like your expectations are a lot different than when you play with your group of friends. And not to knock that, you know, having friends and playing with friends is a bad thing because um, sometimes what I'm what I'm getting at on that is that sometimes when you play with your friends, you feel like you're always going to crush, you know, clap cheeks, you know, slap people around and stuff like that. And, you know, bodies, man. You know, kids. yeah and and sometimes that's not necessarily the case right and so you might end up having a negative time you know what i mean as opposed to let's say you're going by yourself you're under the assumption that yes there's going to be people you know that are i'm gonna the, the odds are stacked against me so if i come out positively it's just like sweet you know what i mean so it's easier to you know 
I guess, uh, be happier or I don't know. I like, I don't know how to, you just took me on such a loop. What are you saying? (laughs) I am so confused listening to what you're saying right now. Oh my God. I feel bad for our listeners. What about you? When you started, you were same question. Yeah. Yeah, Okay. Give it to me again here. Cause I don't even know what you asked anymore. So when you started, you had that mentality that you were starting off with your brother. You're starting with someone you know already. You're not going there alone. How was that feeling for you? But I guess it's more of a newbie question than a novice. But mm-hmm. from a newbie standpoint, did it, did it feel better when you transitioned into airsoft? Hundred percent, hundred percent. Like, yeah. uh, okay, so for me, I wasn't transitioning into it from anything because I wasn't doing anything at the yeah. time. So for me, coming out to the field, uh, I had never been there before. It wasn't my uh, forte, you know, it wasn't anything. Uh, again, like I love all the people that I've met and made friends with and everything like that. None of those people I would ever interact with in my social circle outside of Airsoft. So really love the fact that I had the opportunity to meet those people. And again, thanks to TAC for introducing me to those people. And, you know, it's grown to a point now, right, to where, you know, Poi, you and I are even really good friends and everything. And as such, like we have our, our tight family at the field and I've, you know, been welcomed into that. And that has, you know, become a really big part of my life. Um so, you know, growing from from just playing to that, yeah, it was very nice to be able to kind of come in there and actually have a, a, a certain level of comfort because I do know a lot of people that come in solo, but I also have had that feeling with other things where I haven't had TAC there because there are things that TAC and I do not have the similarity and share the same experiences on and everything like that. So I've had to go alone and, you know, uh, it can be an intimidating feeling. It can be a bit daunting. So, you know, that's why you always, uh, that's why I always try and, you know, reach out and talk to new players and everything like that. Make sure people are feeling comfortable. And if they have any questions or anything like that, they can always bring up their uh, questions or concerns or anything like that. You know, yeah. it's, uh, it's a big open uh, game, open community, open field. And, uh, yeah, we're all here to have the same thing. Yeah. So we went in, in our episode, I think, 10, we went through how to bring your friends to Airsoft, you mm-hmm. know, and we went through some range of topics on how to introduce them um, into Airsoft. And, uh, you know, as a novice player, it's probably a good idea to introduce them into Airsoft because you coming in there, uh, maybe you already went with your friends, but it's good to introduce mm-hmm. it to other people as well because of the fact that it, A, it makes us grow, um, you know, community-wise, and then B, it makes this, you know, this hobby even bigger. You know, the more revenue it is, the more the more the stores will bring in as well. And, you know, it's 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 a hobby. It's, it's not something that is, you know, cheap. You know, it's expensive, yeah. Mm-hmm. But if you have your own gear... Or if you have, you know, two airsoft guns already and you want to introduce your friend to it, you know, lend them your gun. Trust me, once they hold on to it, then it's going to be like an introduction right there, like a gateway or something like that, right? Not that I like to call it a gateway, but how do you get introduced to new things? Well, you try it out for the first time. You know, if for, for newbies back then, right, when, when we were talking about new, like when you're getting into the sport, you know, really early, if, if your friend does not have gear, what do you do? You rent out at the field, right? Unfortunately, COVID makes it a little bit harder to rent out gear, but, you know, renting out gear is another way. You know, you, you invite your friend, you, be, you tell them, oh, yeah, this is how much it's going to cost and this and that, right? And then, you know, I love this sport. I've been playing it for like a year now or, you know, one season or something like that. And, you know, you want to get your friend in. I'm sure your friend's interested, but he's just afraid. You know, you as a novice, you already have the experience and know-how on how to start as a newbie, right? you know, apply that experience to them, you know, advise them, let them know, you know, do's and don'ts. 
and they'll have a smoother time, right? Um, for my experience, I went I went into sport, you know, already with the team, already with people that I know, and it was a much smoother transition to a point where I rented once and then bought everything the next day. <laughs> And that's how I got hooked on, right? Because, like, I knew I liked what I was doing. I knew what, like, you know, I got hooked right away. And that's it. And then after probably, like, so many years later, you know, beyond my novice experience, you know, it's pretty much like I have a bunch of guns. Then, you know, my team faded away. I don't see my old team anymore. And then it was just by myself. And then I'm like, well, this kind of sucks. But I then sort of took in that agenda of, you know, I I help other players out. And I just helped other players out, like, lone wolves like me who had no teams and we just kind of just banded together and worked together and stuff and you know this i just applied all the stuff i learned and and introduced my brother to it as well at that point because i was like oh, i don't i don't want to go airsoft alone so i brought my brother along and now we both play airsoft and you know he he went through the same pitfalls as me buying everything <laughs> So I, I well, and, and, it, and it's fun and i think that's the biggest factor for me is just the why i had people join me is that it's like it is fun you know mind you right like we talked about it before right if you're a person who has a low pain tolerance then this isn't what you know it's not the sport for you you know what i mean like if someone who plays you know sports already right you're probably gonna get into this and have total total fun you're gonna find the competitive nature in it you know and it's gonna take off right but you know, for those people who don't really get out very much, yeah, I don't know if they're gonna have a lot of fun with this. So again, you know, pick and choose. You know, who you're bringing out and stuff like that too, right? Yeah. So, Could you imagine like a real soldier having like a high, high like or like a low pain tolerance and then just complaining about like like his job? Don't make like, fun of chair force, man. Don't make fun of chair force. Yo, yo, Mac, there's, there's, I'm sure there's guys out there like that. Like, Could you imagine? Like, like oh like, my god, the bullets hurt too much. The, the, the okay. Okay. Uh, don't make fun of the um, Air Force guys. Yeah. <laughs> much Ooh. respect for them. Um, okay. so to jump um, to jump into that, um, like Space Force though. Hey, <laughs> they're new. We don't know yet. <laughs> we, don't, we don't know if they're the new air force um we'll give them 100 years so i guess jumping in more community stuff uh if you're out there get to know more people you know mm. get to know mcintyre get to know like me and stuff there is no like even if you're a novice player and you've been there a while there is no stupid questions you know we'll, we'll we won't know some of the answers but we know where to point to and stuff like that right and then if someone asks you a question right do the same thing you could point to people that you know then you know it just you know, it just goes up the chain basically of knowledge um another one is basically sometimes you know your professions do cross over well at the field you know for instance like you know my me and my brother were both photographers and we love taking photos or you know you know mm-hmm. stuff like that Dude, it's like your like guys's media airsoft. is unbelievable <laughs> airsoft well, is literally realize that, right like, like yeah the the quality like because like, especially with the camera equipment that you the guys super use, right? high yeah. quality it's yeah. expensive dude it is expensive yeah. especially like, when you already I'm have people with expensive nice photo, especially when you have people with expensive gear ready right photography mm. is like one of those things where it's like a nice thing to have here because everyone likes kit photos right <laughs> hey man the gear companies must love it yeah, in the fact I do. that it's just like they, they, that there's some of these high quality photos out there that they didn't even have to pay for sometimes so if they can like sift through it and find a gucci one that they like like yeah. up the face be like yeah we took this <laughs> <laughs> um other other uh sort of uh professions as well like first aiders right if you have a first aid it's great to mm-hmm. have it in this sport because of the fact that there it is outdoors it is 
an extraneous sport that you kind of mm-hmm. like, man, you're going to break something well, like myself. A lot, of, a lot of the time there are injuries, but a lot of the time that we have injuries, they're not airsoft related injuries. They're just like sports related injuries. Like, yeah. You know, like you sprains. Ran- well, I'm just I was just about to say, boy, I'm sorry, okay. Like uh, your sure. ankles gave way, like you know, you ran into something uh head first and people aren't wearing a helmet. You know, a lot of the times we are wearing helmets and for me, like uh, like you know, I might have something mounted on it, but I'm like 9 out of 10 times wearing it because I know what kind of idiot I am and I'm going to trip and fall into something and I'd rather have a helmet. Like Yeah. You'd rather not be that guy that stood up and cut his head. Yep. Yeah, ooh, ooh, yeah, I remember. Yeah, mm. first aid is a big one. Um, another one is basically uh for you, Mac, is basically a lot of the fitness stuff. You know, well, some some professionals do take it as like a training tool or something like that. You know, we were talking about it um on our last podcast, uh, twenty nine, mm. is you know, like complementing that with your other skills. You know, like- well, exactly. I mean, you know, if you're already working out and like living like a fitness lifestyle or something like that, because you know, some people say it like that. But like, like, so for myself, it's like, I'm already working out through my regular life and everything like that. So why not incorporate it into something that I can find useful with? Yeah. Whereas, um, you know, like I do a lot of cardio and stuff like that, especially resistance or weighted cardio. So it's like, you know, running under stress, running under duress and everything like that is not hard for me. Like, you know, there are times where it's hard, but like I push myself through to the point where it's like, mm, this is easy. So like, you know, like working yourself to that point in like the real life can also have like you know tremendous benefits to you in in game right like yep um yeah there's a there's a whole bunch of other things that you could you know dump into it uh trades even like for you oh like i I was just about to say like (laughs) i swear you had field craft is next and it's like that's one of the best things that i enjoy about um you know, like my, uh, like my, my work background, my, like my trades training. So I am a carpenter and everything like that by trade. And like, for me to be able to kind of like sit down and discuss with you yourself, Poi, who have like the video game background and can share that with TAC, other people that have like a tactics background and everything like that. And then for me to be able to be a carpenter, kind of visualize and help kind of create that. It's a really fun feeling for me. And then I do fancy myself some kind of, you know, shmi subject matter expert on that or whatever so like you know i too like to you know dabble and think and then expand my head on that too so you know it's always it's always fun to see how um things uh work out like that and then it's always great when things come back to benefit uh the field the community and all yeah we we are at large like the airsoft community is small Mm -hmm. and you know helping each other out is great because that expands the sport that expands um, how many people come in, and that also expands mm-hmm. your uh, target-rich environment in the summertime. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, on, honestly, Leroy I... Jenkins. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. At least I had chicken. <laughs> <laughs> we just dated ourselves even more. Stop it. <laughs> oh yeah. my god, Matt. Yeah, uh, go ahead, Matt. Uh, uh, go ahead, Tak. Yeah. I just remember when that video came out, man. Jesus. I remember when you showed me that video. Um, did, did you have anything to add to that talk? Uh, oh, I was just thinking of like other professions and stuff like that. Like, um, uh, it was at the, it was on the top of my head, but it was like, um, whoop, whoop. Uh, yeah, totally. Yeah. You know, if you're police officers or like, uh, 
<laughs> military members totally yeah not no not that's joking aside there um i was just thinking of like uh um uh, hmm. not not i wouldn't say profession but like uh like if you had any kind of sports background and stuff like that you yeah. know like any kind of leadership skills right it ties into the in, into the whole thing right because of the whole squad mechanics uh, you know uh, aspect that you can get into with um, airsoft and stuff like that is as soon as you get into more than a pair right as soon as you get into more than a pair you start getting into leading because you have to be able to account for that other person not just the person beside you and stuff yeah, like that yeah. so um definitely you know like uh coming from or i i guess uh, yeah even in professions right like if you're a manager or if you're just used to being in charge of people and stuff like that you know maybe you find yourself comfortable being in that position maybe you're not that great you know at shooting but you're really good at placing people and getting your side to win you know hey yep. maybe that's what you get out of mm -hmm. airsoft and stuff like that so you know i see yep. i see that sometimes you know that's me yeah <laughs> even <laughs> at, even even as a newbie that's how i started dude that's i, I love leading the way and for well, me fun. that was that was it's, that was the thing that that that's my yeah. thing and then you know yeah it's one of those things where you find something in airsoft that you like and you pin focus mm -hmm. on it right it doesn't have to be we we went through it at episode 29 so much it doesn't have to be just you know gun player mechanics it could be other things that you could focus on right we don't want to mm -hmm. dabble into it go watch the previous episode that was a great sort of example of what you know what skills you can adapt to this um another one um i i tried to segue this one but i i just couldn't but there's people out there that you know it Airsoft does not become fun anymore, right? Um, it's just one of those things where, you know, you you couldn't get your friends to play. You couldn't fit in very well. You know, you're just awkward sometimes. Uh, or it gets cold out. Uh, let's put the temperature on a different topic here. But, you know, what 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 what's your advice for other players like that? I mean, it, it is hard to get people into Airsoft because sometimes, you know, we're talking about pain tolerance and stuff. You know, unfortunately, it's not one of those things where not everybody can get involved. You know, if you don't well, like, it's, go ahead. It's not. It's not even that. It's like so much a pain tolerance thing because, like, mind you, right away, if you bring that factor up, you're gonna eliminate what. Like, whoever's not gonna be playing there is not gonna be playing there. Okay. Yeah, and so we're, just, we're like, there's there's no hurt feelings, right? That's not. Yeah. For so everybody. just eliminate that right there. The next one that I think would be the biggest hurdle for people is the hurt wallet because it is a pay to play sport so people's competitiveness can really reflect on their wallet and then their wallet can also reflect back on their competitiveness and everything like that too so like vice versa right like it, it it's hard to gauge because like you know like i know what took tack the longest time for me to, or to convince me right tack was just convincing me to spend the money like um like i thought it was a waste of money i didn't think it was a cool thing at all and you know, like, like, like little did I know that like how heavy I would get into it. Right. Yeah. And part, part of me also knew that I am like this because I do that with all of my hobbies. Right. I'm all like, I'm like, nah, 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 nah. I don't need I, it. Like, I don't get, need it. Yeah. Oh, when did I get into it? I get so into it. Right. And it's just like, <laughs> and oh, this is God. why we do sort of informative videos or um, even podcasts regarding <laughs> you know, your, your spending and as well as, you know, what to get and stuff. Well, we don't recommend you what to get. We just tell you how it is. Right. Because a lot of the times, right. When we are talking about like at the very beginning of this podcast is, 
you know, from newbie to novice, you know, we were talking about uh, episode three where we're talking about, you know, budget minded gears and all that fun jazz because we know that people need help or guide on what to get for their budget, right? Or for mm. what, what their budget they're getting because it is something that you just, <sighs> unfortunately, yeah, it does. It's a hobby. It requires money. It's expensive, you know, just like any other sort of hobby like snowboarding or, you know, RC stuff. You was, know, you, you're, just, you're not you, saying, dude, snowboarding is what I was in. Yeah. And it was just it's so much money. Yeah. You just, you just don't go up there and then, and like not have any gear, right? You're, you're, you're going to rent. It's still going to be expensive, but at least that is a gateway for you. Or if you have friends that have old gear, right? You're up the mountains. You just have to pay for your admission. Then you're in, right? Like it's the same thing here, right? Like that's why we tell you to make informative decisions, right? On what you're spending on, because yeah, we're spending a lot of money because it's a hobby, right? And it is your money and you should advise yourself on how to do it. Right. Because this, this is why we're going through this video because there is a lot more to airsoft than just you know spending money too. There's <laughs> there's a lot of benefits and you know it's it's fun. It's let's fun. be real. Yeah. If there was a way to make our own BBs, we would have already started doing it. Okay, let mm-hmm. let, let let's flat out get out get that out of there. Okay. You mean to tell me you want everybody to have a machine press to make BBs at home, just like real if rifles? If we could, we would. <laughs> now nobody's BBs hit anybody. <laughs> Made out of hey, powder and burst. The up. deficiencies <laughs> would be so horrible that I'd be surprised if you hit oh, someone yeah. ten feet in front of you. Um. So let's get get back into it. Um. So yeah, for those players that just are not into the sport, unfortunately, there's nothing much we can do. We've informed you enough of, you know, how the sport is or how this hobby is. And if you're not really into it, then yeah, unfortunately, there there are some you know some folks out there that just just can't fallout. continue right and then there are yeah. some that fall out due to weather right now we could get into that matter because that is an easy one to tackle because i think it was 16 and 25 episode um fall and winter seasons mm-hmm. um, we they, they, yeah we, we were coming to that so we're you're gonna have to change your gear so this is where you make that informative decision about you know your 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 wearable well, gear and stuff like that your jackets your, your well you got two choices really right you adapt or you're not playing until like spring summer and for yes, some people exactly. that's cool that's fine if that's what well, they and, want. That, and, and that's some yeah, people that's fine. Yeah. yeah yeah it's fine break break up what you do in your life and stuff like that yeah, right? but if you mm-hmm. come back and do it it's but fun if, again and whatnot. but if you feel that you purchased something and you could only use it for one season you know you could adapt you know, listen to our, you know, episode 16 and episode 25, you know, when fall came, we, we gave you advice on what to wear. And then when winter came, we gave you advice on what to wear. Um, Yeah, listen to those. And now you don't feel like your purchase, you know, like your your expensive purchase of like 600 bucks for your starter gear now feels like, you know, like you could use it all year round, right? Uh, you're just supplementing it with gear that you purchase, like, you know, just extra layers or, you know, um, even just a base layer, even like that helps a lot and extra pair of clothes afterwards because <laughs> make your mm-hmm. life a little bit easier. Uh, again, watch those episodes. It's, 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 it's very useful to watch, um, especially for, for us who's experienced all of these and as well as other airsofters who experience these, it's very useful. Um, other than that, um, did I miss anything else that, that newbies, going into a novice player experiences i mean 
No, let's be honest. Let's be honest here. I, we're all we're all gear whores, <laughs> so we're gonna buy gear. I was regardless. just about to say, like the only well, one we, that we, like we Tack cannot, is like the gun we, guy. Like, well, we can't comment because we're already in stage three. We're we're already knee deep in stage three. The, <laughs> everyone listening to this is on their way to stage. Hi, my I, name is Mac, and I'm an airsoft addict. But, but, but for, <laughs> for anyone who is, you know, w- you know, watched, you know, our budget-minded video and stuff like that, and still haven't made that our second or third purchase, you know, you guys are on your way to stage two. So, now, now we're not we're not recommending you to make your second purchase. We're just saying that you know, if you have one airsoft gun, right? That's depending on how long it lasts, right? You're you're gonna need, you're two. Gonna need two. Right, technology changes. You know, you know, you're talking about like gas blowback, uh, MWS, right? Like it's it's like the way of the future right now, right? Um, things like Novridge coming out with newer guns and stuff like that. Or he's not coming you out know, with guns. He's just with, 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 with newer he, guns. Okay, what about House Gamers coming out with his own branded gun? Hey, I House mean, Gamers gonna come out with a branded new gun. Yeah, yeah okay. there you go. So something yeah, like that, right? That. Like you're but, not. But, but the difference is that. Dayton's yeah. and assembling them. All I'm saying is you're not going to have... <laughs> like, once you purchase that gun, you know, it's just going to age with you. And then as the older it gets, the more you go, well, I mean... I, I, I probably want a new one, right? You get, you get, you get like, a VFC. And then all of a sudden, you get a Crytac. And then you get MWS. And then a... <laughs> And then you get a real gun. And then you get a real gun. Wait, wait, no, no, no. You move, you move to a DAS, you know, like the Korean oh system. Yeah, and then all of a yeah. sudden you're like, okay, I'm going to move to real guns now. Then you're supplementing gear and stuff. Anyways, it's a progression stage, right? A newbie is basically someone who has one gun, right? And, you know, a pistol, uh, the starter gear. Um, you're moving to novice now you're moving into more territories that you know now you're experimenting with different things you know you want to try out new things you want to try out that sniper rifle finally you know we're recommending new players not to go with the sniper rifle first right for reason being that it's gonna suck when you can't push up anymore <laughs> it really hurts because there was a novice player that had a g36 a sig sour and a novice gun so I, that really hurts me yeah <laughs> And now you can you can start exper- you can start experimenting with those roles, right? Now now that you have a secondary gun, right? You could you could have something that's you know beyond your range or shorter range even. That's up to you. Um, the other one we didn't dabble into is uh the Milspin the Milsim experience. I know mm-hmm. there it's it's a whole different sort of uh, ball field when it comes to Milsim. Um, you're going in there with heavy set of rules with with the different sort of a gameplay like airsoft is you know usually for for regular dropping is like what like no more than an hour and then less than 15 minutes sometimes for a game mm-hmm. right and a milsim experience you're, you're you're getting in there for the experience of being in a squad a platoon and as well as experiencing what it's like to be in a suck being in in a game for like more than eight hours or something like that yeah. right well, I I go to a Milsim for I'm looking yeah. for an experience, whether it yeah. be a good or a bad one. So if you're looking for something beyond the airsoft game, you know, as a as as a newbie, you know, that's something you you don't want to get into because it's gonna suck, right? You're not you you don't know what you're experiencing when you when you're a novice player and you already have all this gear and stuff. Then you know you can move up into Milsim. Then you can work on your field craft, you know, camping out, um, a lot of things that that require milsims to do and especially like 
following a lot of set rules that they have and following the orders and stuff that's that's an experience in itself it's not really an airsoft game it's more of an experience right it's not it's not about winning or anything well sometimes it is but it's not about winning it's about having that experience you're out there enjoying the suck sometimes it sucks sometimes it doesn't as long as you wear or bring the gear right we could get into that in episode i think 14 the mils milsim experience um we talked about you know the experiences of going through milsim i think it was with uh craig he is uh yeah about what to prep and everything like that yeah yeah and uh yeah he he went over was it craig i think Craig was episode 10 or something, and then I think uh, episode 14 is with Julian, if I remember correctly. I don't remember, but... fourteen was four, No, no, 14 was with Julian. Julian? Uh, I'm pretty sure, yeah, Craig was like 13. Episode or... 10, I think. Or 13, yeah. So, yeah, just... That, that's another thing you could, like, move up into. Uh, when you do a Milson experience, that's, that's, like, above all of, like, the experiences of airsoft that you can get basically that's like pretty high up there you know but yeah because after you're past stage one right after you're you know past yeah. the new stage you're, you're starting to hunger for something else and stuff like that so you know definitely and and that's where i would say i you know you're in stage two right <laughs> or when you phased into like the you're becoming more serious is because now you're starting to look for other things to do not just Hey, I'm showing up to the weekend and I just want to sling some BBs and leave at lunchtime or whatever it is, which is a lot of what I'm finding a lot of people do. A lot of people don't actually go for the whole day, right? To me, when I go do an activity, I feel like it would be an all day thing, but I understand a lot of people's lives aren't available for that and stuff like that. And so that's where a lot of the budget has to come in mind for some of those people. While for me, I find it being a lot more worth it because I try and get it what I can out of it and stuff like that, right? So, yeah, no, for sure. So we've we've broken this down into levels. I didn't realize we we're gonna break it down into levels because what is level three at this point? What is what is stage three? Because we've been talking about stage uh, two, like novice players are. Honestly, you know, stage three is where you found your kit. You know, you know what it is, and all you're doing is you're just I, supplementing. I don't think I ever find my kit. I just keep a revolving around. Oh man! Around so different... thank God I'm. Yeah, I'm at stage two. Oh, thank God! I thought I was. Just, <laughs> hey, yeah. well, that's what that's what I mean. Is I think I think some people can stay at stage two and stuff like. Because to me, someone who's at stage three is someone who's not going to be making a lot of purchases anymore. They're just they're, they're a hobbyist. They're just they're just a hobbyist. They're they're yeah. in it for the weekend. That's a weekend warrior. Yeah, thing. replacement that's, parts. That's that's, it. that's cool. That's like eighty percent of our market right there. Right. Yeah. Because... Yeah. Where you're still got you know a stage two guy where you're still buying stuff all the time. That's not necessarily saying that you know. Yeah, bad thing if you've been playing airsoft, you know, let's say for 15 years and you still are, you know, staying in that, you know, stage or whatever it is, mm -hmm. right? Because, hey, you're helping the airsoft economy, you know, keep rolling and stuff like that. So it's not a bad thing. But, um, you know, there there are those kinds of players, right? Like, uh, what is it? I think this last, I think just before COVID happened, right? I felt like we were having a lot of the older generation guys showing up and stuff like that, right? So, um you know, the um, I feel like it, uh, they were starting to come out. You know, they was bring people were you know coming out and whatnot. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, one more thing that um, one more thing that uh, damn it, <laughs> one more thing that um, that that we didn't mention. Uh, we should mention is um, at this stage, I think um, buying your airsoft guns or equipment at the used market um 
disclaimer yeah. first of all um you know the the legal ramifications of buying used used or you know like buying or selling used stuff is uh when you're when you're selling it make sure you're not selling it to a minor and then if you are selling it make sure you're not a minor you got to be 18 years or older i you know there there are laws in place to you know just to make sure that doesn't happen but you know as as for disclaimer please you know if you're going to do it make sure that you are at that you know valid age you know 18 years or older because you know we're just trying to stay out of trouble here and as well as you know we're not mm -hmm. recommending you to do that but you know if if you're an airsofter and you're buying you know equipment you know from a buddy or a uh, you know someone at the field you know you're we're going to leave it up to you to make that informed decision you know make sure you know mm -hmm. the price Make sure you know the person, you know, you could always ask around if this person's trustworthy, right? Yeah, always ask for advice, exactly. Yeah, and then if 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 that equipment works or not, right? Because, you know, it's one of those things where, you know, you got to cover your butt. You got to cover yourself, you know. We're not out here to sort of, you know, cover, you know, help, like, you know, like, sort of moderate it all the time. But, you know, the, the only thing that I'm going to tell you is, like, you know, make sure you're 18 years older or make sure the person's 18 years older. That's about it. Other than that the used market is probably the best way of saving your you know your your money on, on a lot of these things sometimes there's there's a pitfall where people are just leaving right we're talking about like people who just don't enjoy it anymore right good opportunity to buy their gear or do people just you know they got married and stuff like that good opportunity to buy their gear um craigslist has a lot of listings for airsoft stuff right facebook not so much because they don't allow you know um uh, buying sales yeah so there's a lot of things. There's also Airsoft Canada, as long as you are verified age at Airsoft Canada forms. Um, you know, you could buy some stuff from back. It's mostly back east, honestly, like when you're buying stuff there. Uh, I've bought a few things from there, and it's always been back east, and the shipping is always killer. <laughs> yeah, I was just about to say, like, why, if I'm going to pay for shipping, I'd rather pay for something from, like, the States or yeah, something. Yeah, or I'd rather, I'd rather see if someone has it here, right? Because Yeah, exactly. Yeah, there, there is there is people out there at the field, at the parking lot, at Panther, you know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you do have some peddlers, yeah. yeah I, hmm, I wonder if we could put, like, a bulletin board for you guys and have, like, a listing in your store or something that people are buying and selling stuff. I'm not going to lie. If we do something like that, it'll, ha it'll probably be unmoderated, considering yeah. the fact that it's, it's just... Yeah, like like, it, like like I said already, like we're not moderating it, right? We're just... You're, you're, just you're, you're going to have to inform yourself on what you're purchasing and what you're buying and, you know, if it works or not, because at that point... You know, it's, all I hear is people. All I can hear now is people coming up and complaining to me. Yeah, so I think it's it's gonna it's have just, to be own self regulated at that point because you're on your own. Yeah. But yeah, the used market is a good place to get it. Again, it's one of those things where yeah, it's beautiful to have you know like cheap gear. At the same time, you know, will it fit you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yo, Cry G threes for two hundred bucks? What? Well, well, and if Size you're extra small. After, definitely checking out Craigslist and the used market is a good place to go because you already know the value of what you're looking for. And so it's exactly what you guys are saying. You're looking for those people who are, unfortunately, hitting with hard times, you know, made a stage two negative purchase where they bought the gun, realizing that they had to pay rent. And now they got to get rid of the gun because they have to pay rent, you yeah. know. So fortunately for you, you're like, no, I'm not going to pay full price on that because... That's not how it works, right? And so, um, 
you know, look out for those kinds of purchases and whatnot. You know, sometimes people are getting rid of a whole collection, and you might find, um, <laughs> yeah, or and you might find like a really really cool collector gun. Like I know for myself, every time I look for any of the collector um, batches, I'm looking for an FPG. Yeah, for that FPG. <laughs> and by I'm... the way, guys, if you find one, let me know. Yeah, and I'm the, not like yeah. They'll let you know they have it. They're not gonna sell it to you. And I'm not no. like throwing like bad names for like you know brick and mortar stores or you know established stores already. You know if you're gonna look if you have the budget and you you're looking for new gear, you know go to the established stores right away. I mean that's the way to go. You you you're not gonna get any complaints. It's an official store or you know, um you have warranty with them and such. So yeah, I'd recommend you just go to the store and just do it right there. Right, but if you're looking to not sort of take the risk but like you know if you're looking for something that's in a budget sort of deal then you know that's the pitfall of it is you're looking at the used market and you know you just gotta inform yourself on what you're getting and stuff like that right because i have bought a lot of used airsoft stuff that was in you know craigslist and stuff like that and sometimes you know they just won't tell you what the issues are and then you know and now you have to deal with the issues right so those are the common pitfalls and stuff but just inform yourself and as long as you know how to repair it or, you know, know how to deal with it, then that's fine with you. That's really up to you what you have to do to mm -hmm. purchase it, right? Um, moder we're not moderating it for you. There's no one else moderating it for you. So, um, other than that, is there anything else you guys want to add? Tips, recommendations for newbies entering into this regular world of Airsoft hobbyist? No? Oh, I think we covered pretty much like a lot of it, you know, like uh, it's obvious we can go really in depth with a lot of stuff because, you know, there's we have we have we've referenced a lot of our old videos in there and it, we do go in depth. Well, I'm talking about a full, I'm talking about a full specific episode on one thing. You know what I mean? Like you can you can totally do that for a lot of this stuff. And because like and that's the thing, right, because we're trying to dance through a bunch of topics and stuff like that, we're not fully going into the whole thing right and so if you know people are out there who want you know one full episode on one spe very specific thing and whatnot you know let us know in the comments and whatnot because um uh we're, ju we're, we're just trying to dance around topics so that we can uh cover a broad range because we know a lot of people have a lot of these questions right and uh, we'd like to answer a lot of these questions but at the same time we don't want to sit there talking about one specific thing um you know forever because uh you know we think it's super interesting where we also <laughs> want to you know know what you guys think is interesting as well because mm. um that's part of you know why, why why we're doing this as well yeah um i think bottom line um airsoft airsoft in general just just buy more airsoft guns yeah, buy more guns <laughs> like i'm not gonna lie i'm waiting for that vfc m249 it it like it basically tells the manufacturer that we are interested so that's how yeah. we that's our buying power basically that tells them the interest buy more guns buy more guns so what you're, so yeah. what you're telling me boy is that the Wii browning high power will be improved coming uh, soon shut up i don't know i don't think so <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, that is it for our episode here. <laughs> I'm throwing it out the window. No, throw it at the enemy. It's more effective. That is true. It is heavy. <laughs> Anyways, guys, that is it. Uh, this is Toy. It is 
Mac over here. I'm yeah, that's me. Hippopotamus yep. time. Gotcha. And we got Tack over here. All right. And that is episode three. We'll see you guys thanks. on the next episode. Goodbye. Yeah, thanks zero. for joining us. Three zero, guys. Bye bye. <laughs>